Hello, welcome to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Healy in Nashville. With us in Boston is the new doggy daddy, Tim Begin. How are you and the pup doing, Timmy? G'day, Max. Dave's James Bond. James Bond crocodile hunter. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Shaking that stead. Shaking that stead. I oh, you can doing... shake it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you? They need to do an Australian James Bond. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, that's that's just Crocodile Dundee. Actually, I took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is Crocodile. Instead of Q, it's just a spoon. Right. That's not a knife. knife. This is a knife. Yeah. That's a spoon. <laughs> Sorry. The Simpsons thing. <laughs> oh, you played Spoony Knifey before, have you? <laughs> oh, my God. We just need to... I think we should just do a Simpsons watch party one of these days. We should. I know we did a Treehouse of Horror episode and people loved it. And then when I say people loved it, it's one of the least listened to episodes we've ever had. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which is too that's bad. Kinda, Great episode. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, I know. You guys, they got three stories. A Treehouse of Horror episode. You have three different stories all in one. I know. Mm-mm. Shame on them. Well, uh, I'm doing good, Max. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. My um, One of my brothers graduated from the University of Tennessee this past weekend, so... Nikki and I went out with them the night before and had, I think, two and a half hours sleep before the graduation, which took four and a half hours to, to get through. Dear God. Met a couple of podcast fans, too, which was weird because I didn't think that people like under the age of 25 listen to podcasts. Wait, wait, wait. You met, met a couple podcast fans? Yeah. Tell me was, about this. Yeah, and I just introduced myself. They're like, hey, we love your podcast. I'm like, no, you don't. Were they friends of jo- it was yeah. Johnny who graduated, right? Uh, Tom graduated. Tom, Tommy. Okay. It was Johnny's friends, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. But I have never felt older. So we were uh, pre-gaming at Tom's house, and mm-hmm. um, Nikki put on Gangsters Paradise. Yeah. And nobody knew the song. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? How do they not nobody. know? Nobody. One person kind of knew it. He asked me. He said, "Uh." <laughs> the one kid actually like kind of knew it. He said that it sounded like the Weird Al song. I'm like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> fuck. These kids got to learn the classics. These kids have got to. Granted, l- we were like four years old when that song came out, but still, yeah, well, we knew it. Yeah, dude, they got to learn the. Cl- I, I, typically, you put that on at a party, people our age, it's like a sing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, it's just me and Timmy today. Our um. Our human daddy, Bill Dooley, he's taking care of his children, so he couldn't make it in. And then our uh, audio-deficient part-time co-host, Mike Preble, couldn't get out of his soggy cardboard box this week. So Collapsed on this. It did. And he can't get out. Like the avalanche in this movie. So tonight, <laughs> it's just going to be a very cozy, intimate, and relaxing episode of Hold My Popcorn. It's going to be a rectangle jerk, as I said in our text. <laughs> yes. Which is just jerking each other off face-to-face. Like the Beatles used to. Yeah. Yep. Did they actually do that? I guess they used to have jerk jerk off contests with each other. Yep. Were they one were they one of them jerked off the other one? I think that they were all jerking each other off, but like in a circle. And then whoever I don't know who Came the winner first. was. Yeah, first or last. I don't I don't know how that works. It's the only time I guess you're a winner if you come first. I don't know. Cause that Wow. Yeah. England's weird, man. England's a weird place. They were crazier than the Stones. That's for sure. 
That's what they say is that like the Stones were a bunch of posh rich kids and fucking the Beatles were a bunch of fucking degenerates from Liverpool. And yep. like they, their personas on their onstage personas were flipped though. Like the Stones yep. had like the fucking rebel attitude and the Beatles were like, you know, the prissy ladies men. Yeah. The Stones were manufactured that way just to be the anti Beatles. Yeah. Which is ironic. Well, they tried the test. They bolstered the test of time. Yes, they did. All right, speaking of British people and jerking off, we're now in week five or month four of our 007 limited debut series where we cover every first entry of all six Bond actors, but in reverse order. And this week, we watched the first guy to replace Sean Connery that went so well that Connery came back two years later in 1969's Honor Majesty's Secret Service starring George Lazenby. George Lazenby. He's a lock-in. You know, like a Maverick. <laughs> like a Maverick. Like a like a Tom Cruise. Like an asshole. <laughs> like a man who probably should have got me tooed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a man who never wore a condom. Oh my god. Do you think he even knows what condoms are? No, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably invented a couple of different STDs just yeah. in the seven months he was in the Swiss Alps. I so all right, spoiler fans. Max and I watched. There's a documentary. You might want to say then. Uh, you give him a becoming rundown. Bond. Yeah, on be- Hulu. Becoming Bond on Hulu. Max and I watched this documentary. It's about George Lazenby. We're gonna cover a lot of that in this episode, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But definitely worth a watch. Fucking hilarious. But one of the stories he tells in it is when he uh is about to just break into a woman's room his ex-girlfriend's room to have sex with her. But he is only stopped not by his thoughts of like, maybe this isn't appropriate. And, you know, she's not consenting in this whole thing, but explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Yes. That every time he put his hand on the doorknob, he would have to shit again. Yes. So this man was literally feet away from being a rapist. Only saved by diarrhea. Yep. And that lady would eventually move in with him. Yes. Eventually move in with <laughs> After him. he sucker punched Spoiler her alert. boyfriend at a bar. You sucker punched her boyfriend at a bar. And then he cheated on her. Yep. And yep. <laughs> then, then, he ditched, then he ditched her in St. Bart's or whatever. Yeah. Or, France. Uh, San Moritz. San Moritz. Yeah. <laughs> and then see her again for 20 years when he said, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he also found out about the audition while he was Eiffel Towering a girl with his roommate. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of a guy. Most people only hear about Eiffel Towers and hushed whispers. <laughs> let alone do it. No, this guy was in Paris Eiffel Towering a girl. <laughs> we all should we all should hope to live such a fulfilled life. <laughs> yeah, it did all before the age of thirty. Incredible. Incredible. So before we get into the movie, though, Tim, any uh, initial thoughts on it? I think it's one of the better, better Bond movies. And I know that you've said it a few times. It's sort of that's the MO of it. It's everyone thinks it's a really good movie. And I tend to agree. I think it's a really good Bond. The story's good. Um, There aren't, you know, some Bond movies have points in them where they tend to drag and just kind of uh, stall a little bit. There's no stalling in this movie. 
And uh, all the characters are really good. All the actors are really good. Yeah. No Stalin and no Russians either. No Russians, yeah. It's kind of nice to not have the Russian. I mean, the Russian storyline gets stale. Yeah, you have to take at least every other movie, throw the Ruskies in there. Right. I would watch this movie before GoldenEye any day. I know GoldenEye has like that reputation as a good one. GoldenEye fucking sucks. This movie was so much better. I mean, we talked about when we did GoldenEye. Yeah. We all hated GoldenEye, really. <laughs> yeah. I was f- thoroughly entertained by this movie. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Thought, you know, definitely found myself uh, being riveted by it. Definitely, too. Like you said, one of the easiest plots to follow. It's basically Bond falls in love with a girl. He tries to take down Blowfield. Blowfield kidnaps a girl. Or Blofeld, right? It's Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld. Blofeld. That's going to be a problem this episode. Um, And then he kidnaps a girl, and then Bond gets her back, and then she dies. (laughs) That's basically the whole movie. Yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. Also, like... Which is, like, I think the reason why it's good is because it's believable in a certain way. It's like, yeah, I can imagine this being, like, an operation that a spy would do. Whereas a lot of Bond movies, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're saying, you're telling me you've been to fucking China, then Australia, then fucking like Alaska in uh, 24 hours. Yep. And then you went to space the next day. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Agreed. I also loved the music throughout it too. I thought that um, yeah. the score for the song we have all the time in the world was really pretty. Like it. it oh yeah. It reminded me a lot of the, uh, the, what is the Muhajadeen uh, song that they had in Living Daylights. Like, it's just a really pretty score. Mm -hmm. Also, like, a lot of, though, like, a lot of MTV cuts in this, which I was surprised by. Um, What's an MTV cut? Just, like, a lot of quick cuts. Like, just, you don't look at something, you don't look at the same shot for more than, like, five seconds. Like, just continually cutting to different shit. Like, different zoom-in shots, like... A lot of like yeah. kind of like kung fu style fighting when they're like zooming in on the fist as someone's getting punched and, and then the camera yeah. pan out as they're falling back. Like right. it was very high energy, which kept you engaged for a movie that was made in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And like it also kind of distract. I mean, the. The effects at the time that this movie was made are like awful. Yeah. Like the skiing scenes, the driving skiing scenes truly bad and that's just like that was just of the time but it's sort of like you don't really care about it because everything's done very well great all right and then we talked about it off air but thoughts on Lazenby he's my favorite person in the world (laughs) he probably surpassed Mel Gibson (laughs) he's probably a lot he's both Australians too probably also very similar I'm sure yeah right well I don't it doesn't seem like George Lazenby is very uh, Christian no but uh no, but I'm sure he's anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. 82-year-old man, probably. Yeah, That's why he hated Blofeld so much. <laughs> what's, that, what's that Feld in your last name? I'm a genealogist. Where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> also, Lazenby is the oldest-looking 29-year-old ever. He looks older than the 46-year-old Roger Moore <laughs> from the last he, movie. It just, it just goes to show you, like, the difference between what an adult was back then and what an adult is mm. now, like I'm still not an adult. I'm 33. <laughs> yep. I'm still not an adult. He was like an adult. He must've been an adult at 16 or just looked like one. Like you said, Max, no sunscreen, boozing all the time, cigarettes, 
fucking taking LSD, just smashing all the time. Yep. Not sleeping. Yep. Right. Just, yeah, very leathery faced and a lot of wrinkles on his forehead right. for somebody who's not even 30. Yeah. They think like a cheeseburger is like a diet food, you know? Yeah. Just eats a stick of butter for breakfast. Right. Exactly. He's also not as um, as goofy as he looks in like still photos. Like when you actually see him moving around, so, like before this, before I watched it, I'm like, hey, he kind of looks like a goober. Not as oh, yeah. goofy. Like he's got these high cheekbones. He's got a great jawline and a chin. And then mm-hmm. like body wise, he's like really tall and lean, like broad right. shoulders. And like all the action scenes are believable with him. Like he looks like he also looks like he's like six five in comparison to everyone else around him. He apparently did a lot of the stunts. In the movie. Yeah. He did everything that they would let him do. And then, right. like, he wanted to do all the skiing stuff, and they said no, and then he would still go skiing. <laughs> like, right. He just, every single, every, every, and this is the thing that you will learn about him, too, throughout this episode, is every time they said they told him not to do something, he would just do it. Right. <laughs> Which is, I think it's a good rule for life. Yeah. Yep. Someone tells you not to do something, do it. Yep. Definitely when you have zero experience in that profession. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also Diana Rigg as uh, Tracy. She's probably one of like the stronger independent Bond girls. Like, Oh yeah, for des- sure. Despite the fact that her dad's trying to sell her for a million dollars. Yeah. When did like uh, the Portuguese become some like Arab chic? <laughs> no. That, I think he's dude. Italian. Oh, I thought, it, I thought I they think he's in the mafia. Yeah. I think they were just in oh. Portugal for his birthday, but I'm pretty sure. He's yeah. His mafia. name's like Marco or Marcus or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I honestly, hilarious. Like we, I texted everybody when I saw this, but there's a line that he says, he goes, she needs a husband to dominate her, to make love to her until she loves him back. I'm like, <laughs> like oh take boy. out the, till she loves him back. Like that's just rape. So just <laughs> rape her into submission. That's what you're telling me to do with your daughter. See, yeah. <laughs> I see. Grazie. Yes. Plego. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so i'll go in just for the audience at home that don't know the story of how he got this role I'll, I'll kind of briefly touch on it too and this is a lot of it is what we got from becoming bond uh so he was a used car salesman turned model in the mid 60s he did a couple of tv commercials um and then before his audition he went to connery's barber got the same haircut the barber then told him where Connery got his suits tailored, so he went there next. And then conveniently, Sean Connery hadn't picked up one of his suits for several weeks. So when the tailor wasn't looking, Lazenby just stole it and ran out the store. And then he snuck into the casting director's office, lied about his experience. The casting director just liked his confidence, set him up for a screen test where he accidentally punched one of the stunt coordinators in the face, like knocking him down, which basically got him the role. Yeah, it was hilarious. Well, who's the guy from fucking, uh, he's from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. You got this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, then also time. Yeah. What'd you say? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Also, the guy in Becoming Bond who plays Lazenby is, um, he was recently in Mortal Kombat. He played Kano, and he's like the best thing in that movie. Oh, really? The guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, a lot more details too. Like, I mean, there's stories about how like part of the, part of the screen test was for him to like fuck a girl in front of like some guy in the studio because they thought he was because he was a male model. They thought he was gay, so that was part of the oh, test. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they thought because you're a male model, they thought you're gay. 
clearly you're not. <laughs> Dude, and then in the in becoming Bond, he goes, You want to join in? <laughs> yeah. What a sixties so what a sixties <laughs> question. I'm never asking another guy to join in. No. Are you serious? Like that that's a question that only gets asked in the sixties. Unreal. <laughs> also love the fact that the person set him up for the audition. Um, they told him that he's like, you're very sure of yourself and very arrogant. And that's what they're looking for. And then Lazenby said, thank you. Because he didn't know what arrogant meant. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's another thing. He's like literally a dumbass. <laughs> yes. He like Super naive. He didn't graduate high school. Nope. He was a mechanic, high school dropout, used car salesman who became the most famous person in the world for like six months. Yep. Before he turned it all down. It's another thing. Again, like you tell him to do something, he does the opposite. They told him to sign a six movie contract and a million dollars. And he's like, no. <laughs> Would probably want to be one of the most famous people in the world. Today, yeah. Today yeah. if he did that. Yep. He'd probably be on the same level as like a Connery or yeah. Pierce Brosnan or one of those. Just he'd mm-hmm. be well known to everybody instead of just becoming a real estate agent in Australia. But I mean, any doing anything in Australia is probably sweet, so Kind of win the lottery. Yeah. Wish I lived in fucking Australia. All right. So getting into the movie. So we start off with the gun barrel scene with Lazenby going down to one knee while shooting. Oh my God. That whole <laughs> thing and becoming Bond was hilarious. Where he just like wouldn't do it right. Because they told him to do something. He's like, no. It's like, do it the way Connery did. He's like, got it. Just does the complete opposite. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. And then also to the fact that so he, for the listeners at home too, haven't seen the show or the movie. He goes down to one knee in the first take, and they're like, what the hell is that? Right. And he's like, oh, it was different. I don't want to be like Connery. And then they told him to do what Connery did, and then he just intentionally ruined every other take all day. So they were only stuck with the first take, and that's yeah. why it's in the movie. It's fucking hilarious. He's such it's a so boss. Funny. He is such a boss. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Just shooting gun in the air. Too. Right. How does the blood come down off the screen if you're not shooting it up? Yeah. It's a, it's a warning shot. <laughs> it's a warning shot. Yeah. Says his back to the camera, shoots that way. Right. Told me to turn around. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. And then the movie opens up at MI6 headquarters with Q rambling about this new radioactive lint invent- invention to uh to M. Oh my god. I honestly has Q. How does he look the same? <laughs> I know. How does he look the same? He looks the exact same as he did the day he died. Yep. Fact of the matter. The only difference is you can tell that he actually knew his lines in this movie. That was the only difference. He was lucid. Yes. His brain was functioning (laughs) beyond like a primeval level. I just like, I don't think M even reacted to him showing him the radioactive lint. He's just like, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of my office. How did you get in here? Yeah. Didn't we didn't we put a what did we put a whole system in that doesn't let you in here? Yeah, I thought I fired you five years ago. Right. <laughs> I, I have to say the M in these earlier movies, I hate him. Oh, he's such a dick. He's such a dick, right? So grumpy. I just don't I guess know. That's like that's what he's supposed to be, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. yeah. I'm just just thinking though of like Q just trying to sell that to M too. It's right. just like like you see, we're now in a cold war. And you know the Russians are not privy to dry cleaning. That's why we will not fight them on the beaches, not on the hills. Instead, we shall fight them in the inner linings of their garments, their trousers. (laughs) 
The dressing gowns. I mentioned I was a tailor in my previous life. (laughs) I mentioned I do this on the side. You don't pay me that much. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, it's probably something Vladimir Putin co-opted. He probably saw this movie and he's like, that's a great idea. Mm. And he's probably killed someone with radioactive lint. I'm sure he has. Yes. Except that they put radioactive lint on the guy's shirt and then they just shot him in the head. (laughs) Just for good measure. Yep. It works. Then they sent the radioactive body home to his family. His <laughs> yep, family. there you go. That's how. It, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's like on one of those the, the little ant traps. These things. These things. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They go back and yeah, they go they back home, the whole, and then they kill the whole colony. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Speaking of beaches, we uh, we cut to the new Bond driving in his Aston Martin DBS. It's the only time they ever have that car in this one. And he's creeping on this girl who plans on slowly walking into the ocean like Patrick Swayze in Point Break and killing herself. <laughs> the turns from violence to sexuality in the Bond movies are, they're of a different time. And these movies are of a different time. But like the turns from just like, I'm about to kill myself to like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> are shocking and disturbing. <laughs> and also hilarious. <laughs> There's also a 0% chance I would take my car, drive on the beach, and then just like tackle this woman who's just seems like she's just getting her feet wet in the, in the ocean at like sunset. Oh, if you drive an Aston Martin onto a beach, you're never getting it off. I don't know how that <laughs> thing even made it on the beach. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the best special effect the whole movie. Yeah. If you drive an Aston Martin on anything but pure, like stone dry asphalt it's going off the road you drive any british made car on anything other than concrete it's just not gonna move no it's not no also again like you know this is where you get some of those weird close-up shots of you know like in like martin scorsese zoom-ins during this fight and they you know they speed it all up because that's just what they used to do back then but overall i mean for like a late 60s movie not a bad fight no it was a good fight yeah i because late i mean lazenby's athletic and i think and he's is, punched people before yeah exactly he's a well that's what they even said in becoming Bond. he's like oh it's australian we're gonna it's gonna be easy to teach him how to fight yeah it's like oh, all, all australians know how to fight right yeah it's kind of like the same with the irish if you had yeah. an irish bond like you would know how to fight yep oh uh, well although i mean what's his name brosnan's irish he doesn't look like he could throw a punch he only does this Pierce Brosnan is irish mm-hmm. I think he's from, from uh, northern ireland mm-hmm. Oh, that's that but Irish. It. Yeah, that explains it. But he does. He has an Irish accent is one of the later movies. You can tell he just doesn't give a shit anymore. He just drops his British accent completely. And he's just speaking in his Irish, like his native Irish accent. I had no idea he was from Ireland. Yeah. You learn something new every day. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and then Connery's Scottish. Like there's only been, there's been three Brits that play Bond. I mean, it's, it's more um, Dalton and uh, what's his name? Craig. Half well, haven't. Is Pierce Bro- Pierce Brosnan Protestant? Mm, probably. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Pierce Brosnan. Where the fuck is that? Where's? How the hell do you say that word? Where's he from? Oh, uh, oh, he's from the no- he's from the way north. If that's what I have no idea. Drug. Wow. <laughs> Some weird Gaelic right there. Eh, but he's not from Northern Ireland, though. He's from right outside of it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll give him it. Yep. Look at Good that Wikipedia picture. 
What a handsome man. He is certainly a handsome man. Filled out. Anyway, where are we? All right. Yeah, so Bond, yeah, he fights off several goons before the woman drives off as Lazenby looks directly into the camera and says, but this never happened to the other fella. As we cut to the credit sequence, which is basically a highlight reel of all the Connery movies accompanied by just silhouettes of naked women. And I was okay with it. Me too. I liked it. Yep. Yeah. Like everything else, like everything else in this movie, it, it just played. Yeah. Also, it like, no played. lyrics either, which is interesting to see. I'm, right. I'm sure that there's a few other movies like that early on that didn't have lyrics, but I wasn't used to it. No, I wasn't either. Also, I, I, I just, I love movies in Technicolor, like this one. Like, it just, mm-hmm. this movie has beautiful color schemes, too. Like, it's just very late 60s looking. Yeah, like, I like the muted, like, um, almost like pastel type colors that come yeah. out of Technicolor, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just has a look that I just I just mm-hmm. like. It's very warm. But even yeah. like, I mean, as we're about to go in, like this casino scene, like the casino walls are like velvet purple. Yeah. It's like you would never see a wall that color now. Dude, I feel like living back in the 60s must have been like being on heroin. Or acid. Because everything, yeah, everything is so sharp now. Mm. Like everything. Like fucking, yeah, white. You watch TV now. It's like all the colors are fucking sharp. Like. I, I kind of need some mutedness in my life. I need some, like, dark purples, mm-hmm. some shag carpets, you know what I mean? So, like, soft shit around me. Yep. That's kind of the way our house is. It's, like, a lot of uh, yellows, like, darker yellows and yeah. browns and just kind of that 60s, Fucking 70s vibe. Relaxing, yeah. Yeah. Soothing, cooling, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Bond, he formally meets Tracy at the casino, who says to meet her in her room later, which Bond obviously does. But he's attacked by another goon. So after he beats that guy up, he heads back to his room where Tracy's there waiting for him with Bond's gun, saying maybe she should kill him just for the thrill, to which Bond smacks the shit out of her and then also tries to kiss her multiple times. But Tracy, being the uh, the strong woman that she is, only fucks Bond on her own terms, which is about (laughs) two minutes later. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, violence to sex. Yeah. She's like, oh, maybe I should kill you just for the thrill. It's like, holy shit, you're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Bond on the other side. Yeah, Bond. Oh, my God. That whole, so- <laughs> again, the becoming Bond thing, that whole story about him not being able to get a boner. <laughs> yeah. Because he liked the girl too much. Because he liked the girl too much. He he de- he definitely got a boner when she threatened to kill him. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he like slaps the shit out of her and then he like caresses the like his finger mark on her face <laughs> like yeah. right after that. It's like, it's like a serial killer coming back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, look at what I've done to you. <laughs> Let me inspect the damage. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that? Mm. Mm, I've got a raging heart on now. <laughs> I'm a British gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not that far off from what British gentlemen did back then. It's definitely a royal family still. Come here, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey will cover this up for me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Right. right. Tell, oh, Jeffrey, please drive her into the side of a tunnel in a limousine. Because <laughs> she is dead. Let's cover it up. <laughs> Which is tradition. Yes. <laughs> so the next day, Bond is ready to go golfing, but he's greeted by the same goons who take him to Tracy's father, 
her gangster father's house. His name is uh, Mark Angie Draco, who tells Bond that he'll give him a million dollars to dominate and marry his daughter. <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of the best deal in the world, right? <laughs> like, it's like that's, an easy, that's a cool million to make. Yeah, aren't too many guys turning that down? <laughs> no. Tell me what. You're going to give me a million dollars to dominate and make love to her until she loves me back. See. What what happens if she doesn't love me back? You keep making love to her. Keep on forcing yourself on her until she just gives in. <laughs> yeah. could, could you imagine if this movie was made today? <laughs> oh, my God. There is so much stuff in this movie. I'm like, I could just, just imagine <laughs> if, if it was today. Fucking hilarious. Also. First of all, Dra- uh, Draco looks like Zorro with that yes, mustache. He yep. He's a handsome man. He kind of looks mm-hmm. like Clark Gable. Um, and then I love, did you notice when um, the black henchman, he puts a knife to Bond when he gets in the car and Bond yeah. says, mm, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes, we don't really need that, do we? <laughs> and he just starts smiling. Yeah. They, they eventually become guests at his wedding. I know. <laughs> like they just they become buddies after he beats them all up. It's like, um, I think it's what therapists call like a toxic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's a toxic relationship and just Stockholm syndrome. Uh, syndrome. Yeah. Like, all throughout this movie. Right. But Bond, you know, he turns down the offer, but he agrees to see his daughter again. But only if Draco agrees to help him find Blowfield. Blofeld. God damn it. I'm going to fuck that up so many times. So uh, then Bond, back at the office, he commits several HR violation, uh, violations with Moneypenny. <laughs> and he uh, meets with M, who tells him that he can't kill Blofeld. So, Blofeld, fuck. So, Bond, <laughs> it's, I spelt it Blofeld, so I'm going to continue to say it that way. That's fine. Yeah, anyway. So, Bond, then he just resigns, or at least he thinks he does, but Money Penny saves the, his ass in the day by altering his letter to a request for two weeks' leave. This is the second most cock-hungry Money Penny we've, yes. we've had. She this one is, might be even more hungry for it, though. I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember the Money Penny from the Living Daylights one? For, yeah. yeah, she yeah. was pretty. She basically was like, "James, come skull fuck me while we listen to Barry Manilow." Yep. He's like, oh, "I don't like Barry Manilow." <laughs> Sleeps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I guess it's not an HR violation if the woman in the office that you grope and kiss then just like splashes back into her chair after you leave. Oh yeah, this is. I mean, I think these movies are specifically why all these Me Too things happen. It just made men think this is how things worked. Yeah, it's like he's the best man in the world. That's just what I need to do, right? I just right. need to. I just need to sneak up behind my secretary, put my dick to her butt, grab her hips, and then kiss her on the neck until she says stop. Right. Wait. What are you saying? I should. I also need to look like George Lazenby. Mm. Mm, oh, I, I, need- I shouldn't look like George Costanza. Well, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I need a license to kill. Right. And I need to be a, a corporal in the Navy. Mm. I, yeah, I need to have the confidence of Donald Trump in the, the looks of a male model. I mean, it, is, it's, it does kind of hold up today. It's like if you are just independently wealthy from a rich family and you have a military background and you have a license to kill, I guess you can kind of just do whatever you want. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of the thing for me. Um, is that a lot, I mean, a lot of this Me Too shit's like fucking crazy, right? 
like women like men a certain way. Like you don't want a little fucking pansy dude, you know? No. So. But you would rather not be a stranger. <laughs> that's, that's the problems there. There's a difference. There's a difference between, you know, being a rapist and giving and doing some light choking with your significant other. No, there's a difference between um, pursuing someone playfully and being a creep. Yeah. And, and Lazenby, over the course of his life, seemed to toe that line. Yes. And crossed it a few times. To the point that he was in that documentary fucking two to three women a day with his roommate. Yes. Hilarious. Just taking yes. them off the street. Yep, just literally just a two-minute conversation upstairs, right back, and then an hour later, next girl upstairs, right back down. Right. Yeah, he was living the Bond lifestyle when he was a nobody. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably also why he was fine with being a nobody again. He's like, none of this shit's going to stop. He's I was like, already like this before. Yeah, he's like, this is great. My yeah. life is great no matter what. Yeah, if anything, now people tell, talk, you know, before people didn't know who I was when I Eiffel Tower them. Now right. they're gonna now they actually know who I am. Yeah, now they're gonna tell their friends. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to cut some of that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we get a Bond and Tracy montage of them falling in love, accompanied by the song We Have All the Time in the World, sung by Louis Armstrong. I had like trouble following Tracy was a pawn in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um she was being literally a pawn in this whole movie being played by three different people, by James, her father and Blofeld. Mm-hmm. And I just had like difficult, I had a difficult time understanding like her role in this all. But I, all I knew is that, uh, Lazenby was getting that. <laughs> Whenever I hear Louis Armstrong sing, I just immediately have to clear my throat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess he, he did this in one take, and he died like a few weeks later. Because he sounds rough in this. Yeah. Even more rough. Doody We have all the time. Dude. <laughs> he must have just been in a hospital bed, and they just like rolled the microphone in front of him. Just give him a peacemaker and get a microphone right next yeah. to his Adam's apple and have him sing that way. He's probably like, kill me. You have to sing this song before we kill you. Listen, you got a contract. We need you to sing the song and then we'll smother you with that pillow. Okay, right, Louis? Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. After this, no, Louis, if you hit that last note real hard, you're going to suffocate a lot faster, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Now he just sounds like the bus driver from The Simpsons. <laughs> hey, hey. Sorry, this is supposed to give me a real shining thing. <laughs> Whoa, this place got windows? I can't afford this. Uh, auto. Gotta love auto. Good old auto. All right. The so Bond, he, uh, a little bit later, he breaks into Blofeld's lawyer's office and he learns that the supervillain is trying to get some sort of French royal title. It's a big part of this movie is him just getting a fucking title. Yeah, it's kind of like 
this is the one part of the movie that kind of like fell flat for me. I'm like, this guy it seems to be almost all powerful. He seems to almost have the power and autonomy of a government, mm-hmm. which basically means he's just a dictator. So why not just give yourself the title? That's what all dictators do. I don't understand why like the titles were so important to him. I don't know. I guess because he was in a country. He was in Switzerland. So I guess he couldn't overthrow that one because they're so fucking neutral. Right. I, that's, a, that's a reasonable point. But it's just kind of yeah. like. It just Also, they couldn't extradite him from there either. Gotta love Switzerland, man. We should all move there. Yeah, we should. Um, the reason why I mentioned this scene, though, is gotta love Bond. He's reading a Playboy while his like safe cracker tech opens this vault. <laughs> Which. This is like one of the things I was thinking of, like if today, like, could you imagine Daniel Craig's bond just like scrolling through Pornhub when he's like trying to like break into a safe? No, no, <laughs> that, but this, th- these movies are just funner and they're more, yeah. I mean, the Daniel Craig movies aren't intended to be fun. They're tended to be dark, no. gritty, gritty, which is, fu- yeah. which is good, great in their own right. But like, it's just hilarious, hilarious that he's flipping through a Playboy. You also see a full centerfold in that scene too. It's a yeah. PG movie. You see like just big titties on the, on that thing when he's walking down the hallway. I know. I'm kind of surprised they kept that in. Yeah, loved it. The yep. second only the second Bond movie with titties in it. Yeah, true. Also, like hell of a way to um, make yourself not be noticed. This like super tall, lanky guy just walking around with like the full spread, like four pages rolled out on on a Playboy <laughs> as he's walking down the hallway, just looking at it yeah. like vertically. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm I guarantee that wasn't in the script. He just no. Lazenby just had a just Playboy a, and wanted to look at it. Yeah, he got a Playboy at, during the lunch break and just refused to put it down during the scene. Yeah. Probably. Oh, you tell me to put it down, and then unfolds the centerfold. <laughs> Try and take it out of my hands. Yeah. Try. Oh, too short. See you the too last short. guy. <laughs> and then after this, we have a solid 30 minutes of Bond undercover as genealogist Sir Hilary Bray, where he infiltrates Blofeld's secret mountaintop lair in the Alps, and he meets 12 sexy ladies who are all patients of uh, this Institute of Allergies. Which is actually a real thing in Switzerland. My aunt, hmm. my aunt went to... So my aunt and uncle are loaded on one of my aunts and uncle are loaded. And she like, you know, has allergies, quote unquote. Um probably shouldn't be mocking her on this, but <laughs> uh anyways, um went to Switzerland to like an allergy institute there in the Alps. And she still has allergies. Wow. She still has allergies. Was there a a man, a bald man with no earlobes that was treating her? Teresa Alice was not, was not treating her. Kojak wasn't treating her? Kojak's son was treating her, though. Ah, yeah. Kojak Jr. It's a family mm. business. <laughs> I, too, am trying to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this Austin Powers. Like the fa- That's another thing about this whole thing. It's like, this is Austin Powers. His henchwoman is uh, Flair Fardisana, whatever her Frau name is. Frau Fardisana, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and I guess in in to the point that they acknowledged that they based this character and one other Bond like hench woman off of. <laughs> oh like, yeah, th- that's who they based it off of. 
the one thing that struck me about this is that so you know Bond he he gets into the secret lair. They're explaining to him all, all these rooms are locked, everything right, and they're gonna meet up in the Alpine room. Blah blah blah. So Bond goes up there in a fucking like weirdo kilt and a <laughs> oh my god, yes, like a fucking like a really frilly medallion, like like a medallion uh, satchel around his yep. waist too. Yep. And then he ends up, I mean, he, Bond slept with like all these girls. Lazenby yeah, and Bond slept sec. with all these girls. Yeah. But he, sl- he slept with like the, like kind of the ugliest girl, right? Like the yeah. short haired one with like kind of weird teeth. Yeah. Kind of the, the like murder she wrote looking lady. Yeah, exactly. Was she? Yeah. She might've been murder she wrote. No. Yeah, she wasn't. No, I forgot her name, yeah. but no. Oh man! Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Apparently, though, another callback from the uh, becoming Bond thing. So there's a scene, you know, they're having dinner in the Alpine room. Oh my god! Where yeah. the, this woman we're talking about writes her room number on Bond's leg, and apparently they played a joke on her where they put this massive, they taped this massive sausage to his leg, <laughs> and so she had to touch it. And she didn't. She didn't react at all. I guess it's it's the scene that's in the movie. Yeah. Is like the take. Yep. And I guess after that, she leaned over and said, you have no pants on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a pro. Dude, seriously, what a pro. Also, yeah. hilarious. The fact, the fact, yes. I mean, could you, again, could you imagine if this ever happened today? Oh my God. No. Yeah. And then also the line after that, when the henchwoman asks if uh, Bond's okay and he goes, little stiffness. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Just a slight stiffness. Just a slight stiffness. And then um, the next day, they go, like, the henchman goes, uh, is the stiffness uh, subsided today, Mr. Bond? He's like, uh, a little bit, but uh, <laughs> probably will come back later. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Dick jokes. Yep. Yeah, so uh, another thing, too, from the docks, Lazen being, they're in, like, they're basically in the Alps for, like, seven months. So he said that he fucked all 12 of these women. Yes. <laughs> to the And it was such a well-known thing that at one point, the girls sent him a blow-up doll to his dressing room with a note that said, here's one you haven't had yet, George. <laughs> such a boss, <laughs> Seems like dude. the best shoot ever. Such a boss, dude. You're in the Alps, in a secluded Swiss Alps, with probably like 12 just supermodels at the time. Yeah. All different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. You're fucking everybody from every continent. So literally like you're in a candy store. Yeah. Yep. And you're James Bond, so obviously they're going to go for you too. Right, exactly. <laughs> they thought they thought he was going to sign that six movie deal. What were they? Yeah. <laughs> also, um, he apparently, he would like party until the sun came up. Yeah. And he, you know, fucked everything that walked. He did all the drugs, all the booze. And then one of his quotes was, I drank all the drinks and I smoked all the weeds. <laughs> Every night. Yep. And apparently people would pay him to show up to their parties. So like, he's like the first modern day social influencer. Seriously, dude. He's getting paid to show up to people's fucking parties and just get fucked up. Dude, could you imagine what a life he led? Yeah. It's shocking that all this went to his head. Yeah, and he was he was apparently difficult on set and kind of cocky. Seriously, 
So getting back into it, I guess this could be Bond or Lazenby, but you know, he's thinking with his dick first. So he sneaks out of his locked room to bang the chicken lady. Um, she was allergic to chicken until Blofeld fixed it. So I'm just going to continue to call this murder she wrote lady the chicken lady. Yep. Uh, and then she goes into some sort of like acid brainwash trance, which Bond kind of just shrugs off because he got his nut off. So he just leaves <laughs> and he just sneaks back to it into his room where another woman is there. So he then bangs her. Dude, honestly, I feel like you got to get tired at some point, right? You got to be like, listen, I need to sleep. Yeah, unless, I mean, I had a night or two like that when I was in college. It's different when you're younger. Well, I guess that's true. He's 24. Well, no, George Lazenby was 24. But uh, James Bond, you know. Yeah. Well, I also love that, like, he says says the same pickup lines to each woman, too, Mm -hmm. back to back, to the point that he even says, call me Hilly. Yeah. Oh my God. Then when he sneaks in later, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's Hilly. It's Hilly. Yeah. Hilly's back. Such a, like, yeah. So, like, a uh, fucking lady boy. I know. I know. Then the next day, too. So, Chicken Lady, she says, I must see you again. So, Bond says, eight o'clock. And then the other girl that he fucked says, I must see you again. So, he goes, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah. And then one of the girls walks by and you hear him muttering, he goes, 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> She, she she did not want him to come, but uh, he was he was gonna come. He was he was gonna come, and he was in more ways yeah, than he was one. gonna come, and he was gonna come. <laughs> yep, and again, yep. and again. Yep. So Bond then he goes to bang chicken lady, but it's a trap, and Bond gets knocked out, and he wakes up in uh, Blofeld's crazy or Jesus Christ, he wakes up in Blofeld's cozy Christmas headquarters, where he lays out his evil plan to unleash biological warfare via his brainwashed ladies that he calls the angels of death. It's almost like uh, Halloween 3, the plot of Halloween 3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some similarities, not totally, but... uh, There's also a weird Halloween connection in the fact that Blofeld was played by Donald Pleasance prior to this. Oh, And it's really, I think, like the previous movie. Right. He was... And then they act like they don't know who... They are like each other are, which makes no sense for like continuity reasons. Right. It seems like they just kind of cobbled this movie together. So I I had to look that up as I'm like, Donald Pleasance was Blofeld before this. How does he not know who this guy is? How do they not recognize each other? Right. And I guess like originally, like also I just wanted like, what would the audience have thought back then? They must have just been like, what the fuck? Like this isn't this. We just saw this movie two years ago. This is a completely different dude. Right. Um, but I guess it's because like in the book, her Ma- honor, majesty's secret service came first. Oh. So this, you know, they adapted it from the book and I guess this, maybe the guy who wrote the script and watched the last movie. I don't know. Right. But then also they wanted to film, um, this movie first, but then like that year, the Swiss Alps had like a really warm summer and winter. Yeah. So there wasn't enough snow. Oh. So then they just went off and filmed the other one instead, like out of order, basically. Again, the they 60s, pushed this one back. people just don't care about shit like that. No, no, to the point that I mean, <laughs> Lazenby's ADR'd half of this movie with like, t- t- like two different people's voices. Yeah, painfully, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I know they did it as like a cute thing when he was playing Hillary, but it's just, it's weird. Right. It doesn't work. Anyway, uh, Bond, he's able to escape and he plays Frogger with a ski lift for like a solid 10 minutes. 
And then he puts on these really revealing tight powder blue ski suit and he escapes. <laughs> so we get into this part real skiing, part like rear projection action set where Bond eventually kills two henchmen with his skis before sneaking into the nearby village. Yeah. Basically, he puts on an outfit that I think like a gymnast would wear or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. that is that is kind of like what people skied in, in the sixties. It's fucking insane. But it I is. have to be honest, like the skiing the skiing sequences when they're really skiing, fucking awesome. Like they'll it's yeah, great. really like I mean, obviously they got professional skiers to do all that stuff. Um but it just goes just to like Dude, you had to like skiing back then was so fucking hard on these skis that were like 10 feet tall, like 10 feet tall piece of oak. You know what I mean? It's insane. So I guess they had like several Olympian skiers doing these scenes. And like for some of these shots too, because like the camera is like in the snow skiing like 40 miles per hour with them. And it's because they had one of the Olympian guys skiing backwards with a camera recording it all. Holy shit, dude incredible dude that's it's insane that no one died doing that i mean they were skiing down some like serious slopes in that yeah nobody kennedy did (laughs) at all it's surprising (laughs) yeah we're only throwing footballs to each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah if they had a football they would have died machine guns totally fine (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um so then bond he's stuck at this carnival with all the henchmen looking for him but then conveniently tracy's at the skiing rink or at the skating rink and uh she helps bond escape how did that, what, how did that happen? That surprised me when she was there. I'm like, what, where the fuck did this bitch come from? So I, and I was at, like, I had written that initially to him. Like, that's really, that's weak. But I, she yeah. like throws in a line being like, my father said that you'd be here. Because oh, okay. he knows where Blofeld is. Because they're like rivals. I see, I see. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of gets them out of it. But, um. Okay. I'll say this is like this scene has some of the best acting by Lazenby. Like he looks legitimately afraid when all those henchmen are like starting to surround him. Like he has yeah. a look of panic on his face and then he like sits down and he like it looks like he's like thinking like I cannot believe I'm going to get killed at a fucking Christmas carnival. Carnival, yeah. <laughs> like this is good. This right. is the end. This is it, really? It's probably because those henchmen were so sick of George Lazenby's bullshit that they're probably going to beat him up. So he probably knew. He yeah. saw that. He saw the uh, anger in their eyes. He fucked all their wives and sisters, and they were pissed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fucked all the women in their lives. Yep. You fucked my mother, my wife, and my sister at the same time. <laughs> all at the same time, and you made me watch. Yeah. Well, I asked if you wanted to join. He said no. Weird question, George. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, from Australia, you get, you get what you can get. It's either this or fucking a wallaby. <laughs> it's either this or two handfuls of kangaroo puss. <laughs> All right, so Tracy, she escapes uh, with Bond, and they drive right into some sort of, like, ice road demolition derby. That, and then they just go straight into, like, a blizzard, and then they camp out in a barn, which is the opportune time for Bond to then propose to Tracy. This is like, is this the first Bond that ever, like, proposed, got married? It's the only Bond that ever yeah. gets married. Yeah. Like, I guess Daniel Craig and what, what's oh, her yeah, fucking that's true. name? Yeah, they get no, married. No, they didn't get married, No, though. the most recent, in the newer ones, he gets married. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which is weird, because yeah. I think he marries 
don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the mo- those movies. Are still kind of new, but yeah. But dude, also, I mean, this it's so fucking hilarious how Austin Powers is basically this yes. this plot line. It's like basically this entire movie. Austin Powers had sex with less people though. Like Lazy B just yeah, fucked two girls in like a or Bond. He fucked two girls in like a two hour period, like the day before. And then he proposes yes. to this girl. It's like, dude, you still yeah. have like all this stuff on you. <laughs> like Yeah. You your dick still smells like them. Yeah. Why do you smell like chicken? Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's <laughs> what he would have what he should have said is like, oh, it's just an allergy I have. <laughs> Allergic to not getting laid, am I right? Just rubs her. She's like, I don't get it. I'm allergic to consent. <laughs> I'm allergic to celibacy. <laughs> um, also, like, during this, too, like, so this is the next day. You get some real, additionally, like, really beautiful shots of the Alps. Um, and then you have, like, Blofeld and his henchmen just chasing after Tracy and Bond on skis, which ends right. with Blofeld shooting a flare gun at the top of the mountain, which causes this massive avalanche killing several of the henchmen and then leaving Bond for dead. And then they kidnap Tracy. Right. The thing, the thing that kind of gets me about it is that were, did they ski all night? Did Blofeld and his boys ski all night? I don't Cause they're, fucking know. Right. They just came out of the woods skiing like in the morning. I so think they I'm got snowed like, in probably because the blizzard yeah. was so bad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of just funny that they just came skiing out of the woods in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, just getting our daily ski in. Oh, look, hey, that's the car we were looking for. Right. What do you know? Uh, also, the Alps are big. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows this, but the Alps <laughs> are big. The chances that you're going to happen across the right barn in the yes. middle of the Alps is, is pretty slim. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I, I do think that the, the director shot this whole avalanche scene really well. Like, they're, it's like it's very loud. It's really disorienting. There's like a lot of yep. quick cuts of like trees just getting like shredded apart and then people yeah. like flipping and rolling over and then just more and more snow and the camera's shaking and right. it looks like a shit show. I think they do a pretty good job of it. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, having never been in an avalanche, I can imagine <laughs> that's, you know, one of the closest approximation you can make without being in one. Yeah. And I don't know if this trivia fact's true or not because I've seen conflicting things, but I did read that they tossed real explosives into the glacier that caused that avalanche. And it was like 200,000 tons of snow and ice like came down from the mountain. Yeah. To the point that like, it's still like part of that mountain is still like, there isn't any snow. Like you can still see the effect of it from the movie oh, today. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of explosives. Cause they do that on mountains. Like, Oh yeah. Big mountains. They'll cause avalanche with explosives, but yeah. <laughs> they, I didn't, they usually don't like blow up half the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I don't know if you saw the picture of this, of one of the cameramen. He was tied to the bottom of the chopper in like some sort of like no. parachute. He was literally hanging like 30 feet under the helicopter Jesus to film Christ. some of the stuff in the mountains. It's nuts. That guy should get an award. Yeah. Also, that guy must have been so fucking cold. <laughs> Super cold. I mean... He's probably just like the dumbest cameraman they had on set. <laughs> yeah. Like, Brian, come over here. We're going to try something out on you. Do we have any they non-union cameramen? Yeah. They strap him in, take off before he can even say anything. <laughs> Aren't I supposed to be inside the helicopter? Oh, my God. Dear God. Hold on to the camera. <laughs> what? He's like the cow in Lake Placid. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> or Jurassic Parks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also right after this too, you get a really cool shot of Bond just like reliving that event in M's office where you can see like the unconscious Tracy in the reflection of the mirror before Money Penny right. calls. I yep. thought that was really interesting too. It's it, it kind of show it's especially for these Bond movies, it kind of shows some depth of the character. Yeah. Some like emotion to the character. I mean, I'll, I think a lot of these Bond circa this time period Bond movies like there is the guy's a sociopath. Yeah. Like he has no emotion. He no. just, he fucks and kills. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. You never would have seen Sean Connery, like, lamenting a girl that he loved. No. Because he never would have loved any girl. He just loves no, that girl exactly. in the moment until he gets his nut yeah. off. And then he's like, get the yeah. fuck out. He likes that girl until he goes, and then, yeah. And then he slaps him. Slaps him and tells him to leave and doesn't even give him their clothes back. Right. Exactly. Roger Moore, basically the same thing, too. Oh, yeah. He was a friendly sexual psychopath. I mean, that's, but that's the thing. Like, this is, that's, I think, probably why this movie is held in such high regard is because there is some, like, character development beyond the sort of obvious things. The plot is well, it's simple, but it's also well done, you know? Yeah. It's not, there's not too much involved in it, so. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything that's, like, eye-rolling, out-of-control stupid. No, you know, like, no. like, yeah, like he is like shimmying across, you know, those wires on the, on the ski lifts and stuff. But like the same time, like if you have really good grip strength, that is something that someone could do for like 30 seconds, which is like all it had, but the last, you know. Oh yeah. 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 All right. So back in London, M tells Bond that they're going to give into uh, Blofeld's demands and to stand down. So, of course, Bond just goes rogue, which is, of course, tradition. <laughs> that and that, again, just reason why lays and bees. Yep. Great. Yep. Also, this is another example of M just being cold blooded because Bond says, like, we need to help the woman that saved my life. And then M says, right. this department is not concerned with your personal problems. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Yeah. Not even a, hey, James, listen, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just like, yeah. hey. My hands are tied. Gonna, that girl's going to die and you're going to watch her. I don't care. Yeah. So you are the department, M. Well, I at the same time, like, I kind of understand where M's coming from because Bond probably fucked his daughter, wife, and yep. sister. <laughs> Everybody. You know. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Bond then, he uh, recruits Draco and his mafia goons to go on a rescue mission where they pose as a Red Cross before invading Blofeld's lair via choppers. Fucking awesome. This is like Apocalypse Now style shit, you know what I mean? Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Like the, dun, the dun, shot dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. Ten years great. before it, though. I was thinking, yeah, the, like, it's the same exact shot with, like, the three choppers flying. Oh, yeah. It's like a yep. sunset. Mm-hmm. You can see the mountain, you know, the, all the snow-capped mountains. It's a Again, like there's some real beautiful scenery and shots in this movie. And think about how much money it costs to to shoot that back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, I like, mean, there's even a shot when he opens, like he looks through that window, and like the chopper is like five feet from the window as it flies yep. by, mm-hmm. and that's a real shot. Like, there's no way you could fake that back then. That's a real shot, and what's crazy is that's in a fucking real building in Switzerland. Yeah, the fa- like the. Dude, I, I, you know, Abby and I went to the Alps a few years ago. It's like, it's crazy the fucking buildings they built. I'm like, that is, how did you, how did you build that? How did you build this building on like literally the precipice of a mountain? 
It's in, it's in fucking sane. You know? Flying it's a impressive. helicopter five feet from it. You you need the German precision to do that. I was gonna say that. It's like it's 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 Nazi architecture, that's why. Right, exactly. <laughs> we spared no expense. <laughs> Oh, we we were able to uh, bring in a couple of German immigrants in the late 40s. Yeah. <laughs> they were refugees, you know, political refugees. Um, I did love this raid, though. Like, that sh- the scene of Lazenby shooting while sliding on his stomach is, like, probably the most iconic thing he did as Bond. And, and that was feel, real. And that was real. And I feel like that's yeah. something that they would have done again if he had stayed in these movies. Like, I feel like they would have gone more creative with the way he shot people. Like he oh, would have yeah. been doing like just side diving, shooting like what they did all like in the nineties. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like they would yeah. have had a lot more of that stuff. You can see where the, these movies were going. Oh yeah. I mean, it, Roger Moore really kind of der- derailed him because he's a fucking fancy boy and he's old. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> just sucks. Old. Roger Moore sucks. He does suck. Yeah. yeah, he really just held that whole franchise hostage for almost twenty years. I know. Because then, like, Dolan was great, and then they went back to the Moore shit for Brosnan, which sucked. Right. Yeah. But, um, also, Tracy, not a dismal in distress. Like, nope. she knocks out two dudes during all this, mm-hmm. and then she, like, coaxed Blofeld into, like, going upstairs, where all those, right. like, the, to his, like, full, fully, like, windowed wall. Because right. she knows that help's coming, and she wants them all to get mowed down. Right. Like, Blofeld think he's, thinks he's getting a fucking hummer. Yep. And instead, half his guys just get fucking lit up with gunfire. Mm-hmm. And then I was not expecting um, Zoro Daddy to just cold clock his own daughter. Dude! <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my fucking God. hilarious. He's like, we can't leave without James. He's like, <laughs> yes, we to. can. <laughs> Boom! <Punch. laughs> yeah. Sucker punches her unconscious. Superman punch. Yeah. It's like, you got like four of like your your own henchman around you. He's like, you could have just picked her up by, like, they could have picked her up by uh, an, each arm and leg and just put her into the thing. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm just going to yeah. fucking knock her out. Not his punch style. her under the chin. Not his style. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder why the, the wife left. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right, so we're getting towards the end of the movie now. So we have uh, that Blofeld bobsled chase scene, which uh, ends with Bond jumping into a sled and, Kicking him into a low-hanging tree. Oh, dude. Uh, so, a couple of things here. Yeah. Um, when Bond gets thrown out of his sled, that mm. dummy... I mean, <laughs> that dummy that... It's in... Uh, so, it's in... The dummy breaks in half, basically. <laughs> it's a literal ragdoll. It's a literal ragdoll. <laughs> and then... and then, But the, the next scene, like, the, the scene continues. Like, he didn't just break his back. Nope. That's hilarious. <laughs> also, he would have just died. They were going like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> he would be so dead. He would no. be so dead. You would see half of his face just on the ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there would just be bones littered throughout the fucking snow. He, he would have ex- imploded, exploded. Also, sometimes it, it matters if you're uh, using the directions on the bobsled. Other times it means nothing. It just moves when it wants to. I think that's I mean, honestly like the whole fucking bobsled sport. It, it, oh, you can steer it? Yeah, okay. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're all... Those, yeah. See those things. <laughs> so, we're going to wrap up the movie. So, Bond and Tracy, they get married with MQ and a crying money penny looking on as Bond drives off into the sunset. But it's a trap! 
and a neck brace Blofeld and his bottom bitch henchmen do a drive-by shooting, killing Tracy with a sobbing bond holding on to his dead wife and kissing her on the hand, saying, There's no hurry. We have all the time in the world. So what we all song in roll credits. Yeah, exactly. She's dead. Get the next bitch in there. Yeah, here's some high here's some fun music for like the saddest scene of any Bond movie ever. Dude, look legitimately emotional. I was shocked. So like yeah. I knew that he got married once and she died, but I just assumed that yeah. she like died off screen. Like she died in the next movie when they brought Connery back. And they're just like, oh, uh, yeah, like, she died. I'd kind of put it together at this point because not uh, mainly because of um, Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of how that whole, like, the, the first and second movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, she's going to die. <laughs> Sadly, we knew that the whole time. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Just, just retroactively just throwing it in there like they would in one of these movies. Right. Um, so originally they're going to end the movie with them driving off and then they're going to mm-hmm. start the next one with Tracy getting killed, but right. they decided not to, which I guess is a good move because that would have been super confusing. Oh yeah. Well, if you got Roger Moore or no, Sean Connery, Connery coming, coming back, like, wait yeah. a minute, what the fuck? Oh, hello, Tracy. Oh, not Tracy. My wife. Wife? She's my wife. God damn it. I knew I should have stayed retired. I would. It just would have been funny though if Money Penny was the one behind Tracy's death. I was gonna say that was what I was gonna say is that we we all know Money Penny yep. hired Blofeld yep. to kill Tracy. If I can't have James, no one can. Yeah, <laughs> it's drive by shooting. Need James to put his custard in my crumpet. <laughs> God, what's what's the uh, the term when you uh for like dipping tea? Mm, I don't know. God. Steeping. Steeping. Yeah. Steep my steep. steep my hot water. Yeah. <laughs> steep your tea bag. Actually, just tea bag me. I don't give a fuck, James. Steep my tea bag and steep your tea bag in my kettle, James. <laughs> Money, my penny. Yeah. Jizz on my penny, James. <laughs> Double O O. Double O all over my face, James. <laughs> all right. Should we get into trivia? Yeah. Okay. So originally, they're going to open up the movie with Bond getting plastic surgery to hide from his enemies, which would have explained why uh, Blofeld didn't recognize him in the beginning, and also why the stupid audience, if they couldn't, <laughs> if they didn't know that this was just a new actor. So dumb. Very dumb. I'm glad they did not do that. Yeah. Um, part of this makes sense, because I guess in the books, Blofeld, like, he would change his appearance from book to book. Yes. So that kind of works. Why well, he doesn't look like Donald Pleasance, but um, and then also mentioned on an earlier episode, they had offered this role to Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton prior, who both turned it down. Thank God Roger Moore turned it down. Yeah. And honestly, thank God Timothy Dalton turned it down. Like Lazenby, the world needed this. The world needed Lazenby. <laughs> For all seven months that he was James Bond. Right, exactly. All right, and we'll get into part of the reason why he left. So we'll do the box office game. How much did this cost and how much did it make? I, I, well, back then, I mean, I think it may, it probably cost $10 million. 
made like a hundred million dollars. So it made it cost us seven, and it made yep. eighty two. It's a lot of money back then. It is, but at the same time, um, to live and let or live and let die. It's not to live and let die. As somebody told me on Twitter, um, yeah. that movie also cost seven mil, and it made one hundred and sixty one. So like this double. was a yeah double, but I think yep. a. I'm just going to look up Diamonds Are Forever. How much did that cost and make? Hold on. Diamonds Are Forever cost 7.2 and it made 116. Yikes. So, and which Blofeld's in, the, in that one too. Um, I think a big reason why is because Lazenby went on Johnny Carson before the premiere and he announced that he was done and he refused to be Bond again before the movie even premiered. Why did he do that? I don't fucking- know. Because he's, he's a fucking rebel. Because he's a lacking. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lacking, Johnny. I do what I want. I'm a lacking, Johnny. I think that he was just listening to the wrong people. He just got yeah. way too famous, way too fast. It was doing, he was fucking way too many women, drinking doing. and doing way too many drugs. Yeah. Spending way too much money. And apparently, like, one of his friends was like, Bond's dead. This is the, this is the, the era of free love. 70s aren't right. going to want Bond. Right. Like, he's, he's a relic at this point. Little did they know. Yeah, little did they know that there's, <laughs> the last movie came out last year. They're still doing them. Right, exactly. So, that's part of it. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do the violence stuff. I'm all about free love, and I want to do some other stuff. And I don't think he knew how the studio system worked. It's like, if you don't do this movie, you're never going to do a movie ever again. Right. He's like, fuck there's you, a- I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a choice yet, James. You're not yeah. George Clooney. No. So the whole thing is, so they offered him a six-picture deal with a million dollars under the table, and he said no. Holy shit. Could you imagine saying no to that? Well, the person that, uh, that played Tracy, she's like, yeah, he, he just, his head was way too big. Right. <laughs> and she's like, he, I don't think he realized the opportunities that he would have had if he had accepted it. Right. It's like he would have been able to do anything he wanted after those six movies. Oh, Yeah. Probably would have been able to do anything you wanted after the fourth movie. Yeah. And even in retrospect, he's even admitted to that too. He's like, I probably should have done at least one more just to show people that I didn't get fired. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it worked out for him, but you know. In a way. Yeah. But yeah. he could, he could, I mean, we don't know what his acting ability would have been like because the guy never took act, acting lessons. He'd never been in a movie until this one. I mean, I swear to God, the guy is pretty good. Like, it's pretty natural. Fucking better than Roger Moore is. Yeah. Yeah, a fucking a trained actor who'd been on his screen for 25 years. This guy was yeah. in two commercials, just picked him up off the street. He was a mechanic five years before that. Right. And he was better than fucking Roger Moore. Been acting, basically been acting his whole life, though. Yeah. Getting into women's pants, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Definitely had a persona. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite and least favorite in this? Oh, man. Um... I guess my least favorite has got to be the, the fucking domestic abuser dad. <laughs> uh, favorite is uh, is probably Bond. Yeah. You know, that's probably an easy one for me. If my daughter doesn't approve of you, you just slap her, James. And if she says no, you just slap her harder. You slap, you slap her until she loves you. Slap her into submission, James. <laughs> Punch her if you have to. Kick her in the kick her in the cooter. You have my blessing. Yeah. Also, I want six children. 
Dude, I think it's just hilarious that that like most father most fathers are like, if you ever do anything to my daughter, I'll kill you. He's like, listen, if you don't slap the shit out of her, if you don't slap the shit out of her and have rough sex with her, I'm gonna fucking destroy you. Yeah, I want to. I want you to fuck my daughter into shock. Yeah. Oh, and even at the end when she's driving away, he's like, "You'll do whatever your husband says, right?" Mm Fucking but, man. But that's her being the independent lady that she is. She's like, of course, daddy, just the same way I do everything you tell me yeah, to do. Exactly. He's like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Dumb bitch. She, she was literally the best character you could have had for everything around her. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> like, every, I mean, everyone is telling her to be submissive, and she's like, no, fuck you. Right, exactly. Makes her one of the best Bonds. It's like. Bond girls. It's kind of like uh, Lazenby. She's a female yep. version of Lazenby. Yep. Yep. And it's no wonder they did not get along off yeah. off screen. <laughs> they still fucked though. I'm sure that they did. Yes. Um, but my favorite, I'm going to say, is going to be the sausage attack the Bond's leg. <laughs> I think it's a good choice. Yep. And then my least favorite is just going to be the 80-yard voice of uh, Sir Hillary. Yes. Terrible. No good. All right. Time for the whole my popcorn ratings. Prepare to be judged. What's your rating for? For Her Majesty's Secret Service. Her Majesty's. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. On Her right? Majesty's Secret. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm now kind of buzzed. <laughs> Sorry. Get it. <laughs> um, let's see. What's my rating? My rating is um, 10 cold cocking your daughters <laughs> out of um, 400 boiled German sausages. Mm. I'm going to tie into that. I'm going to do one floppy German sausage mm-hmm. out of 400 George Lazenby paternity tests in Bern, Switzerland. <laughs> out of 400 new STDs that were discovered in Bern, Switzerland once he left. <laughs> oh, my God. One of those STDs actually turned out to just be a child. <laughs> it's a living, breathing STD. Yeah, the STD popped off of, it detached from the woman and just became a child. Yeah. That child's now a congressman. Yes. <laughs> that child's now Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else before we uh, wrap it up and get out of here? Uh, I just say, I would just say, uh, get well soon, uh, Bill's children. Yeah. So that Bill can get back on the podcast and we can continue to annoy him. I agree. And, and um, Preble, I hope that you find another refrigerator box to live in. And a microphone, hopefully at some time. That'd yeah. be cool. And he records on a, a tin cup with a string, right? He has been. That was the issue last time. Yes. The string got detached from the other piece of the plastic cup. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know what Preble's wedding present's going to be. A microphone. And now just a new piece of string. <laughs> He really just wants a house, but no one's going to give him that. Here's a string. Here you go. Yeah. You can do what, do as you please. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> and uh, I guess we can just make this a drinking game. Every single time I said Blowfield instead of Blofeld. So if you want to listen to this episode again, go ahead and do that. Take a shot of Jack every time he says Blowfield. Yep. And then, when you wake up, and then when you wake up three minutes after the... You'll pass out after three minutes, and then when you wake up, you'll hear Kojak telling you to go release COVID on the world so he can get a 
Swiss title. French title, Max. Get it right, goddammit. Okay, whatever. Who gives a We're, shit? Okay. Max, we are a fucking... Ed- I'm going to editorialize. I'm going to... Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> Fuck it. <Yeah. laughs> Red bubble. Red bubble. It's not a porn site. It's a sticker site. You can buy our stickers on that website. Yeah. Do it. Rain then review. go to RedTube. RedTube, too. We're on there. If you want to listen to this episode on RedTube, go ahead. Yeah. You got a naked picture of me on there. Yep. We, uh, we synced it up to Kim Kardashian's sex tape. <laughs> you get the full thing uncut with our voices over it. Just like she just like she got the full thing uncut. Uncut. <laughs> something all over her, too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. See what her butt looked like before it was full of injections. Still looked pretty good. Yes, it did. Bond. Yeah, it looks weird. <laughs> James Bond. 